Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Continue on in the book of Psalms. We continue on with our study, Songs in the Night. These Psalms are songs that we're saying in Hebrew to their God, uh, to reach out, to help them, to go with them. And, uh, you know, with me as always is my friend and my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. And catch us up, Stephanie, with the uh, grade eight, with the Wesco worship team. What's going on with you and your family? Well, we're doing well. The kids... um, have kids working jobs now and getting ready to start school. So we are staying very busy. Amen. And uh, I guess uh, that would be your two oldest are working jobs now. Yeah. Yeah. Helping out on a farm and doing things like that. And then of course the next one down, Joe is your lawnmower maintenance guy, lawn maintenance guy. And Hudson is the van cleaning person, cleaning the vans, keeping up with those things. So yeah, he's learning how to mow too. So Helps Joe out since Joe has allergy issues. Yeah, and Emmy's kind of in charge of everything, so she's got a pretty (laughs) strict world. She's definitely in charge of eating the apples and uh, uh, the popsicles uh, and making sure there's enough of them. But, Mom, I need a popsicle. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, no, I need a popsicle. And so every chance I get to talk to Emmy, she's usually getting an apple or a popsicle to eat in front of me. (laughs) <laughs> which has me getting an apple or a popsicle to eat right back in front of her. And, uh, Oh my. Yeah, that's just Emmy. But here we are, we're moving along and I love the book of Psalms. I love what I'm learning from it. I love where it's taken us. We are well aware that you are listeners. You are gentle listeners, gentle ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're so thankful for you. We know that you're out here for one or a couple reasons. Either you've been through junk or, uh, you're helping people who've been through junk, and uh, or you just want to learn what God's Word has to say. So one or a few reasons, and we're thankful for that. And uh, we're thankful to always rely on you guys, knowing that as we record these podcasts, this isn't necessarily our favorite day. A lot It always turns out that way, but it's hard to fit in podcasts. It's hard to, you know, bang out podcasts when we're going in different directions, different lives, trying to get things done, and the world as we know it. And so it's hard to fit all that in, but here we are, and we're cruising along. We're on uh, Psalm number 125 today, but before we do that, we have our Norton knuckleheaded moment, where you might be a knucklehead if, and we always try to say something, uh, I think, that helps people uh, help themselves. And we want to make sure that people listen to us don't become knuckleheads or not doing anything that makes them look like a knucklehead. We want you guys to be able to serve God with no knucklehead Edness whatsoever. That's right. If there's a word, knuckleheadedness whatsoever, uh, we want you to be able to serve God with no knuckleheadedness whatsoever. You know, you may be a knucklehead if you follow man blindly and cannot back it up with Scripture. And uh, mm. another way of saying that, you might be a knucklehead if you serve man and not God. 
Uh, friends, yeah. let me tell you, it's God is who we serve. It's in God we trust. It's in God that our service is, and we trust in him alone. So uh, I think it's important that we understand that anything short of serving God, we try to serve man, is a disgrace to God, and it falls yeah. short of what we should be or how we should be serving him. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and then food that's right with God. And I think we're going to go to quotes or something here or books that's right with God. I don't know. But we're still on the food thing, so we're going to continue on with that. So one of the things that, I, I, I mean, I like so many different types of food, but I've I moved on from bread and pasta pretty much. I eat some, and, and uh, Stephanie will probably see me eat both pasta and bread out in California when Debbie and I and Stephanie are out there. I think this pastor... Uh, enjoys the finer, richer foods of life, and I will hop on with no problem. But <laughs> looking for food that replaces that, I like wraps. I like quesadillas. I like meat and cheese and heat them up or fry them in the frying pan. Uh, you know, just melt down that cheese and some chicken and throw some lettuce and some sour cream. And I like mm. that. And, you know, it's getting me away. It's still got gluten. I get it. But it's not, a, you don't have the yeast. You don't have as much. And for some reason, I just feel better when I eat like that. So food that's right with God with me is all things tortilla that turn into quesadilla sandwiches, those kinds of things. I like that. So that's food that's right with God. They make gluten-free tortilla shells now too. Yeah. Sometimes I eat gluten-free and I think that I'm serving some type of jail sentence or something, you know, (laughs) sometimes the gluten-free food is bad. Like it'll take the entire hydration from your body in three bites you know, there'll be no hydration left. You won't have to go use the restroom for like six hours. But if you find the right gluten-free stuff, and that's hard too. You know, if you got some good gluten-free stuff, go ahead and recommend it on our site. Now, Stephanie has turned me on to a lot of good food over the years. And uh, so if she says something's good that's gluten-free, you can, you can rely on that. Unfortunately, I'm the worst ever at buying gluten-free food. I can't tell you how much stuff I've thrown away. But steak is gluten-free. And I don't throw that away. Amen. And, uh, yeah. Vegetables are gluten-free. Chicken are gluten-free. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I could use a hunk of steak right now. This is bad. Why are we even <laughs> talking about We got to give up that food. It makes me hungry every time. And so does God's word. It makes me hungrier for him. And sir. So I read this quote the other night. I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but since you can't see my face, I... So Ben Franklin said these words. He said, fart proudly. And I've I've been kind of messed up by that. I just want to share that with you guys. Fart proudly. No. Yes, he said it, man. He said it. Look it up. That's what he said. Uh, I believe everything I read on the internet. No, no. I mean, there's actually the quote in the book he wrote. I just. Oh, my word. Yeah. Don't ever tell my boys that. Yeah, I was going to make it my Facebook post, but I stayed against that. But I wanted, I wanted our listeners to know that according to Ben, you can fart proudly today. Just let oh, it go. All right, God. so here we are. Ben Franklin, that is. Uh, anyway, here we go. We're in Psalm number. Wow. 125. And don't listen to Ben Franklin. Listen to God. They that trust in the Lord <laughs> shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth, even forever. For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto inequity. 
Do good, O Lord, unto those that be good, and to them that are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with workers of iniquity, but peace shall be upon Israel. You know, it's talking about a few kinds of people here. I was mentioning this to uh, Stephanie just before we came on. This psalm literally points to a few different kinds of people, and I want to talk about those kinds of people with Stephanie and and what they kind of look like. And I think the first kind of people it's talking about in verse number one there is it's talking about people who trust the Lord. It's it's talking about those who uh, trust the Lord. They're just all in for God. They're totally trusting the Lord. That's one group of people we see here in Psalm 125. And then in verse, so that was verse one. In verse three, we see those who compromise uh, with the enemy. And uh, folks, I hope that none of us fall into that category of compromising with the enemy. And, and then finally there in verse number five, we see those who uh, just sell out. They're just totally turn into the crooked ways. Uh, they're workers of inequity. They're totally sold out to the enemy. They're, they're the enemy. You know, yeah. when you sell out to the enemy, you become the enemy. So I want to look yeah. at these three kinds of people with you, Stephanie, in that first group. What does that first group look like? That first group that no matter what trial they've been through, no matter what stressor they've been through, no matter what uh, triggers they have, nightmares, flashbacks, all those things they trust in the Lord, what does that people, what does that group of people look like? Well, I think they look like what Psalm 1 describes, their, their fruit-yielding trees that are growing by the river of water, and whatsoever they do will prosper. There's that idea of when we place our hope and our confidence and our trust in God, it gives us deep roots. It gives us sound roots. It gives us a foundation that the, the firm foundation that Jesus talked about in Matthew 7. It gives us the ability through Christ and his strength to withstand and having done all to stand. Yeah. And, and that's our trust. That's where we are. It gives us the ability. I like those words. It gives us the ability to stand when we don't feel like standing. And it gives us the ability to stand with by all purposes in this world, by the junk we've been through, by those of us who've been assaulted, those of us who've been hurt, those of us who've been hurt by our parents and our relatives and our friends, and those of us who have stood in front of the enemy and, and been shot and been and dragged out and seen our friends killed and held those in our arms who've died, those of us who've, who've seen and, and, and trampled at those things. For, for all intents and purposes, Stephanie, those people, as the world looks at them, should just give up and, and draw uh, uh, some type of Medicare or Medicaid and, and just give up on life. But that's not the people who trust in the Lord. Yeah, I think trust in God, true trust and faith will lead to action as much as possible. You know, I understand there are people that have that are physically handicapped that can't do maybe what they did before either because of sacrificing in combat you know, in our military or police officers that are, but all of us have a purpose. Yes. And um, I know there's, there's been times, you know, and when I've been really sick and I feel like I can do nothing, but I can pray. I can still text somebody and say, Hey, I love you. Don't give up. 
Um, there's always something we can do. You know, if you're a mom and you're tired, you can sit on the couch and read a book to your kids. There's always something you can be doing to invest in someone else. And true trust in God, true looking to him will lead to him strengthening us to fulfill the purpose he has for our lives. Yeah. And that's where it is. That's that first group of people. That's the group we want to be in out of these three. Because the other two are rascals. Or, you know, that, that second group there in verse three, uh, you know, they're the ones who compromised with the enemy. Then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us and the stream had got over our souls. And uh, boy, I'm in the wrong place again. Don't you love that when I do that? As the mountains are around about Jerusalem, the Lord is round. That's two. I'm in three. For the rod of the wicked shall. Yeah. I just talked in seven circles. Well, you know what, folks? I'm not even close to being perfect. I'm not even close to being coherent this morning. But for the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the Lord of the righteous shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands onto inequity. That's that second group that's stuck in the middle, Stephanie. I mean, what does that group look like? They look like politicians. Um, I, I've been thinking about this this whole subject, honestly, the last couple of days, uh, the idea of what's a statesman, what's a man of honor versus a politician. And we have we have many shining examples on both sides of this in our political realm, but it sickens me when I see Christians, well, it sickens me when I see Christians in government that choose to be politicians versus statesmen. And, but in daily life, Christians take on that same mindset of let's just play the middle field. Let's be neutral. Well, there is no such thing as neutrality when it comes to the wicked versus the righteous. There's no neutrality. And when some, when a Christian says to me on a subject that is very much a right and wrong subject, I'm neutral, or they give a political kind of reasoning yeah. or compromising what is right, I'm sorry that you, you are doing this. You are putting forth your hands into the iniquity. You're becoming a part of it. And that is a very, very, very scary place to be. Yeah, it, it is. And, and you know, so many people, and one of the issues that always hurts me, I mean, there's no denying that I am 100% pro-God, pro-life. Um, and, and, and so that when you get these Christians who say, well, you know, what if somebody got raped? That's not the baby's fault. Nope. Well, and, and so I, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, I used to have a first sergeant in the Army who made this statement or I mean, this is kind of a way I think that fits here. He used to say those people who walk on the fence have a 50% chance of falling the wrong way. Yeah. And, and they're already close enough to the bad side to not be on our side anymore. Yeah. And, and folks, that's the, that's the group of people we're talking about right here. Uh, those people, you know, we need to sell out for God. We need to be in that first group. And then that last group, Stephanie, uh, right there, it, it's talking about, as in verse number five of Psalm 125, I won't read the wrong one this time. As for such a turn aside unto their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth with workers of iniquity, but peace shall be upon Israel. What do those workers of iniquity look like? What does that group look like? Well, those work of, workers of iniquity are people who are, um, God, God describes them multiple times throughout Psalms and Proverbs. They're people bent on evil. 
there are people bent on conniving, on twisting, on like every thought of their imagination is evil. And what's what's terrifying, Doug, about verse five is God saying those those righteous that put forth their hands unto iniquity to go along with it, to stay politically correct, to to keep their position, to keep their clout. God is it says those that turn aside to those crooked ways, the Lord will lead them forth with the workers of iniquity. These are not workers of iniquity as God defines workers of iniquity, but they're acting like workers of iniquity. So God leads them forth with them. In other words, they're going to face judgment. They're going to face shame. They're going to face regret, just like the workers of iniquity face. Wow. And that's terrifying. It is. It is. And we've got a responsibility to, to serve worthily, to be that first group. To, to be worthy of God's call. And with that in mind, I'm going to throw you guys a song. We're going to come back to you in a minute. But this is from our first CD performed by Stephanie and family. It's uh, uh, the name of the song is Serum Worthy Christian Soldiers. I think I sent like 64 lines or something like that to Stephanie, but she paired it, it down. It was traumatic. Yeah, she said it was a sermon series, I think. It was. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, this is what came out, Serum Worthy Christian Soldier. Here's the song for your edification. Because he's worthy. 
Praise the Lord. I love that song, even though I started out by writing 68 lines. I want to take the last couple minutes again to talk about our camp at Camp Joy, Wisconsin, September 13th through 17th. We'd love to have you out there. I want to talk for a minute about pastors every year. Uh, every camp will have two or three or four pastors who want to start a group in their church, who want to make a difference, who, uh, and boy, has God used those churches over the years. And uh, many of them have groups today, Stephanie. Many of the people who come to the training are, are actually out there uh, right now dealing with people with PTSD. And in those churches in 2019, before the pandemic, who had started a group within a year, had increased in numbers like 10 to 20 percent. Just uh, now, wow. now, granted, you're going to have folks who are more messed up than a soup sandwich, but who did God call us to reach? Everybody. That's yeah. That's so make sure you pastors, you, you ministers, you missionaries, come on out and be part of the PTSD counseling and and, uh, you know, be able to take that back to your people. Bring your wife. If you bring kids, they, we usually hire babysitters. We ask people who use the babysitters to pitch in for them. So Stephanie doesn't have to pay them all. She's got like eight kids. So she's got to have a babysitter or two just for her. But her kids are great, man. Can I tell you that? I, her kids are great. And she's got three or four now that are old enough to not even require a babysitter. But we sure have great people come in and help us and uh, so make sure you do that. Stephanie, I wanted you to take that last couple minutes and talk about downtime. What does downtime look like at Camp Joy? Oh, wow. Well, if you ask my kids what downtime is, they will say snack shack, coffee shop, boating. Um, they love going out on the boat and playing in the water. Um, the zip line is amazing. Um, and you if you come, you got to hear Doug's story about the Camp Joy zip line. It will change your life. You will. will laugh. Yeah. Never before. And so um, it's awesome. I mean, there's it's a great time to relax. Um, you can take a nap if you need to take a nap. You can pull away. Um, we can talk to you during that time frame if you need to talk. It's, it's a great time just to chill, breathe. Um, think about what you've heard and get to know each, you know, get to know everybody that's there. And, and the cool thing here is they built a coffee shop right on the camp. It's right oh, there in the main it's building. Good. Yeah. And all you have to do is stumble about 50 steps, you know, and you've right. got, you've got <laughs> your own coffee shop right there ready to serve. So, so I mean, Camp Joy is all that in a coffee shop too. It really is. It's a great camp. It's uh uh, one of the few that we go to, we love all the camps we go to, but you know, uh, Camp Joy and Southland are at a very high level with these types of things and Camp Joy, we want to sign you up. We want to get you out there. It's worth a flight into Milwaukee. So it's about a 40 minute drive by car. The camp will come pick you up. If you prearrange some things, I, I think they may charge you a few bucks, but you can land in Milwaukee, a cheap place to fly, uh, 45, 50 minute drive. And you're there at Camp Joy. Um, uh, and, and man would love to be part of it. Maybe if you flow and fly in around the same time that other people do, uh, all this will work out, but that, that's what we wanted to talk about. So we've tried to take every podcast, uh, this past week, every day, we tried to mention a little bit about camp and we'll probably do it next week. And, uh, because we want you folks to be part of camp because camp is 
preaching God's word and God's word does not return void. And when you mm. can package God's word in a way he intended hermeneutically properly and, and put things on those things we suffer from being suicidal, suffering from guilt, suffering from anger, uh, wanting to give up, wanting to quit, wanting all those things. When you can match verses to those things, which is exactly what we do. And we also do these things called case studies where we sit around and look at what we need to know about what we're going through. Hey, listen, mm -hmm. we, we would love to do that with you. Contact us at Help for Wounded Spirits. If you're not saved, please go out of your way to listen to every word Brother Eric has to say at the end of this broadcast and make sure you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We love you. Hey, happy Friday. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.